Hi, and welcome back to another episode of the RCVS podcast. I'm Anna Feeney, a member of the communications team at the college, and today I'm here with Ebony Escalona, who is one of the first winners of the RCVS Inspiration Award. Congratulations, Ebony. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so how did you get here? So if you could walk us through a bit of your own career. So you started off in clinical equine practice, and then from there, it just expanded. Yeah, I think I've just... I've always followed my nose, and by that, the things that make me, you know, things that interest me, things I'm curious about. So yeah, I was in small animal practice for ni- small animal and equine for nine months, and then went back to my um, the motherland, which is Liverpool University, to do an internship in equine. Mm. And there, obviously, it's the centre of kind of colic excellence, and I just became fascinated with the way you know the gut works and. Followed my nose into a PhD at Imperial College, joint with Liverpool and Surrey. Um, and then really enjoyed the teaching side of things, really missed that actually um, when I went into my PhD and then just kind of sideways into um, charity work. So I swapped racehorses in my PhD for another form of working horses uh, with the Brook. Yeah, and you've actually been doing a lot of work with them as a veterinary advisor for quite a few years now. Yeah, about four years now, I think. Yeah, <laughs> so a lot under your belt. Yeah, and so what did people, how did people react when you said that you wanted to move away from strictly clinical work and expand a bit? Well, I never said I was moving away, and I think Mm. that's the key, is I always locumed when I was um, in my PhD, and I still locum now um, while I'm at the Brook. Um, So I never, I never said I'm leaving. I just said, I'm really interested in this. I'm going to do more of it. So I never really had... I never had too much guilt about stepping away. I think the hardest person to, to remind that I was still you know, having an impact and doing positive things was my mother, because I think I was kind of living out her dream, which she wanted to be a vet, so yeah. Yeah, so, and then it's kind of everyone's own definition of what it is to be a vet, isn't mm-hmm. it? And how that comes through, and that comes through so much in your founding of Vets Go Diversify which, I mean, it started off as a Facebook page and it got about 4,000 followers, I believe now. Um, just yeah. under 10,000. Under 10,000. Just under 10, I on. have outdated. <laughs> no, it's about, I think it's about 9,700 global members to this group now. Yeah. That's incredible. And you held your first live event earlier this year and we've seen nothing but incredibly positive impact. I mean, what was that like seeing it snowball like that? Did you expect it? I did not expect it. I would have been happy if 100 people had helped you know, each other on a group. I set it up for a number of my friends who felt very kind of disillusioned at the kind of nine, eight, nine year mark. Um, And I knew that my story wasn't going to resonate with everyone, but I knew so many individuals who had amazing careers. And I thought if I could just shine a spotlight and connect people, then people A, won't feel so lost and B, they'll have people that they can actually learn from um, and yeah, kind of develop and grow maybe other things alongside their clinical work. Yeah, and did anything unexpected come out of that? Was it what you thought it would be when you started it, um, um, in terms of feedback and engagement? I actually thought it would be more negative. And yes, there the, there's the odd keyboard warrior on there that yeah. kind of moans. But on the whole, I think it's quite a solutions-focused space, mm. which I think has been missing. And um, I think we just... I underestimated the power of, like, peer-to-peer support and like peer-to-peer inspiration and, and that concept that we kind of say our, our tagline is kind of exploring potential together and I think that's the power of it. Yeah so it, from what I understand it's that kind of looking at what that means in terms of 
personality as well as you know what you're actually taught in a textbook. It's that kind of the ability to research, to investigate, to find solutions, which can be applied across so many different areas. Yeah. And it's kind of thinking, I always knew that I had a veterinary passport when I graduated. I'd intercalated, so I'd done stuff in conservation medicine and done a bit of research, so I'd already opened my eyes to what was possible with my vet degree. And I think this is what it's trying to showcase, is that you have, a, you have an incredible scientific passport uh, and more than that, you know, you, we're, we're amazing at so many, vets are amazing at so many different things. Um, you don't have to stay stuck in one thing if you don't feel satisfied there, I guess. Mm. And yeah, you've actually even branched into the IT world, haven't you? Because you've got this incredible device which um, is designed to help those that don't have internet access, um, actually, you know, access the basic veterinary care that they need. Can you tell us a bit more about that? Yes, yeah, so I never I never thought I'd be doing tech stuff. It's so <laughs> odd. So Vets Take Diversify is built on a tech platform and, and yeah, learn appeal. So I'm with the Brook, we're very interested in how we can connect our global teams. We work in over 19 countries across the world and we are delivering care to kind of two million equids, working horses around the world. And these are the things, these are the engines of the developing world that provide many people with their livelihoods. And we help to support the healthcare professionals that, um, yeah, can be a bit of a lifeline, if you like. And as we know, tech is a way that we can um, bridge the gap, if you like, and connect us all together. But when we're out in the middle of nowhere in Ethiopia, we don't have Wi-Fi, we don't have power, but everyone has a smartphone. Everyone has a smartphone. And, you know, there are lit lit literacy issues and educational differences between the people we work with. But, you know, pictures and videos and things that are interactive on a phone really resonate with everyone, no matter where you're from, whether you're a kid or a 50-year-old farrier. Um, we've teamed up with an amazing tech charity called Learn Appeal, who've provided some really incredible software and hardware that allows us to have a Wi-Fi experience, no matter where we are, and also for anyone with even the basicest of smartphones to access really, really amazing interactive modules um, in horse care. So we've just started working with farriers, um, so our pilot studies are in that, and actually I'm off next week to present it at VetEd in Utrecht, so yeah. That's incredible, because I imagine a lot of it is around preventative as well as... Absolutely, yeah. absolutely, yeah. Mm, yeah, and when you actually have entire communities that rely on these working animals, then the impact is so much more than on the welfare of the animal, it actually just resounds. And yeah, and incredible. actually it's interesting, when you go out there, people don't know what normal looks like, because there isn't really normal. Mm. You know, 90% of the animals you see are lame. <laughs> you know, I haven't seen very many horses with good foot balance and confirmation. So it's about actually sharing what normal is and how, how you, we can get closer to that. You know, I think you're never going to reach perfection and we're not there to do that, but we're there to help to guide people in their practices to get to what's more normal and that will obviously improve welfare. Yeah, and, but, and when you talk about veterinary kind of expanding career options, a lot of people look at the universities as a place where you can really help explore those options. What role do you see universities playing? I think the biggest thing that they could do to support career opportunities is to work on the, the student's mindset. Because everything is won and lost in the six inches between our two ears and we invest all this time and money and CPD on our clinical acumen um, but if we can actually help people's mindset move from a fixed space which is you know I can only do this to a growth space where yeah, I can do this but I can also do that um, I think if we can help teach and train people to use obstacles as learning platforms 
then you don't really have to even showcase all the careers because they will have the mindset to want to explore and to seek opportunities and to try new things and to embrace failure. Um, so I think the best thing that universities can do is to invest in mindset as well as your orthopaedics, your colics, your soft tissue surgery, your dermatology. You, you, know, you, you put as much emphasis on that, that human's mindset and then they'll figure out the rest themselves. Yeah, it's such an interesting challenge because you see so many people presenting a CV, don't you? Mm. But actually what's not in there is all the things they tried and didn't quite work out. So um, I believe that that features student ambassadors actually held an event called CV of CV Failures. CV Failures, yeah, yeah. Which is, I think is wonderful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. such a good idea. I mean, so we often hear about a lot of challenges that are facing the veterinary profession, but what keeps you optimistic? What kind of keeps you going? What keeps me optimistic is, if I, I mean, through this Facebook, group and through the brook and, and 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 even you know through the award that you've very kindly you know um awarded me with um i have the opportunity to speak to so many people and i am in awe daily of what people are capable of and what people are doing and how they're connecting and sharing and so for me it's that i'm optimistic about the fact that we have such a a tight-knit global community um and that we can connect and with that connection we can make changes so tech has a big part to play in that but yeah so does just the face-to-face interactions with people um before you, before i met you i was on the phone to someone who was from the group who i met from the group and we were just going through some different scenarios and challenges that she was facing and she was helping with you know stuff with me and it's that connection and that human yeah sh- you know showcasing the human behind the vet and sharing that with our peers i think i'm so optimistic because that's what makes change That seems like a lovely note to end on. Thank you so much for talking to us, Ebony, and congratulations again. Thank you.